Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Welcome back to The Good Guys. Josh, how are you? Benjamin, I'm so happy to be here. God bless. I saw you at Madison Square Garden last night. Were you on the wood, as they say? No, and I only want to talk very positively about the Knicks. My experience was wonderful. Did they give me wood? No, they did not. And well, I got to be can't... honest with you. Let's it, be honest. It... You got to be very, very careful with what you say about the Knicks organization. I know. Look, the problem is... <laughs> They don't, they don't value social media as much as they do even low-grade television. If you were on one TV show for a split second, like literally like a cameo, you get wood. Easily. It's so easy. They'll put you in front. They're like, Celebrity Row, the janitor from Big Bang Theory. One, literally one second you could get on Celebrity Row. Us? Nope. We can't do it. But what a joke. Beautiful so, seats. Beautiful seats. So they call it Celebrity Row, huh? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you're right. Because if you were on, like, one episode of NCIS Scottsdale or CSI Boca, <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting to sit next to Ben Stiller. And it's, it's ridiculous. The hierarchy, I heard through Michael Rappaport that if you do anything, if you say one thing against the organization, you're banished from the wood. You'll never feel the wood again. That would make sense. Uh, but I have only wonderful things to say about the wonderful organization. And honestly, they brought me in. They treated me like gold. They treated Spritz Society like gold. Oh, they yes. put, I don't know if you saw, I was on MSG PM. They gave us tickets to the game, had a wonderful post-game segment where we shot the shit, spoke about New York, spoke about the Knicks, spoke about Spritz. And uh, we even got the chance to speak about de Blasio. They really did their homework. Wow. And uh, she brought up rats in the city, and all of a sudden I hear the word rat, I think, de Blasio. And it was, it was great. But the Knicks are great, and uh, I did make sure to mention to them that if there's ever a rainy day in the middle of the winter and they just can't get rid of two wood seats, I'm there. Call me. Anytime I'll take wood. I thought you were going to say if there's ever a rainy day in the winter... And 90% of the team gets in a bus accident and they need a Jewish man to play power forward that you would say, could, do you think if they gave you 15 seconds of playing time that you could at least kind of look like maybe you're supposed to be there? For as much of, I really do value my basketball skills. I'm a wonderful, wonderful shooter, which, which what Jew isn't a wonderful three-point shooter? It's sure. just like a part of our DNA. Really a great shooter. The problem is my endurance is just so low. I just, I don't think that I could look the part for even one second, unfortunately. I'm just too slow. If I was a little bit quicker, I think so. Did you play any basketball? I feel like you're not a sports, you're not a sports player. No, I'm awful. I, I, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good at boxing. The, the thing is, is because I've come into my own physically into my 30s, all these people that were great in high school are now big fat bastards and they're no good anymore, like kids I went to high school with. And so it, I love that cardio-wise, I can keep up. You put me in an F45 class, Pilates, 
you know, hot yoga. I'm there all day. But anything remotely athletic, I get smoked. Do you go to Orange Theory? I had never heard of Orange Theory. Claudia and I went to Brian's house over the weekend. Brian Kelly, shout out, wonderful, wonderful human. He went, to Orange Theory like, he went to Orange Theory like 15 times. The man is addicted to Orange Theory. I, I've never been, but it seems it's got to be fantastic. Yeah, all these things work. Orange Theory is like, uh, it's a mix of weights and cardio, and they monitor your, your, your heart while you're doing it. My biggest issue is I hate people. So mm. I got to see these, these people who are probably kind of in a cult, right? Because they get so into it, like, you know, shout out Brian. And I don't want to schmooze. I don't want to peruse. I just want to no. get my workout in and leave. Yeah, I just, I don't even want to get in my workout. I just, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not for me. It really isn't. I've tried the personal trainers. I've tried the spin class once. The Uh whole idea of sitting on that terribly uncomfortable chair is just, what's the point? What is the point? Human beings weren't invented to ride stationary bikes. If anything, get out in the real world. Bike, go to Central Park, enjoy it, but to sit and spin in this weird, you said it perfectly, cult. You're listening to music. You feel like you're in some weird discotheque, European trance. Biking, biking, biking. It's too much for me. Listen, I feel as though people have completely infantilized themselves with this. I'm a Disney adult. I go, I'm going back to summer camp. I'm on a kickball league. Grow up. Do your taxes and you eat, eat enough fiber and realize that your childhood is over. And for someone like me, that's for the best because I didn't like mine. Have you seen this Disney, this trend on TikTok where people are looking at Disney characters and doing Smash or Pass? Have you seen no. that? No. It's disgusting. <laughs> people are sick. It's literally like a, you have Ursula you have Hercules, you have, it's like, these are, these are fictional cartoons, and it's a smash or pass, it's, it's crazy. That well, being said, Ursula, if she was single. Oh my god, whole, the original Big Beautiful Woman. woman. Ugh. It's a whole lot of woman. You're telling it thick with many C's. You know, uh, speaking of your aversion to working out, and the popularity of this new uh, weight loss drug in Hollywood and everywhere else called Ozembic, aka Wagovi, have you heard of this? I have. I feel like you brought it up a couple episodes ago. It's uh, it's taken over. My friends, you know who they are. They just started taking it. And they like, you know, they're not overweight. They maybe had like 20, 30 pounds to lose at most. But they're like, basically, what's terrifying is from what they tell me, you get this sort of download from the doctor before you go on it, before you take a needle to the stomach, where he's like, here are a couple possible side effects. You could bleed from your eyes. No, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> it's like, I, I just, I guess I take for granted the fact that I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, lose a good amount of weight naturally and, and that, you know, it's, it, everyone has their own journey. And yet, I don't know, the whole needle in the belly thing kind of scares me. But what am I going to not listen to Elon Musk? He hasn't let us wrong yet. He hasn't. And by the way, everybody called Elon crazy. Apparently, Twitter's productivity, the same as where it was with 80% more of a workforce. I'm just saying, it seems like the people at Twitter weren't working that hard, and perhaps he just didn't need that many people. And the reason the company couldn't make any money was because they were spending all their money on people who weren't doing anything. So... I trust Elon. That's the moral of my story. What's your take on the Twitter experience? Because I have found over the last month, it's just not as cute. It's just not, it's not sexy. It's not cute. I hate, I hate Twitter. I've always (laughs) hated Twitter though. So like, I like, like fuck Twitter. I root for the demise of Twitter. Your, your, your following on Twitter isn't like, it's, it's bigger on Instagram. It's bigger on, bigger on TikTok. If Twitter went away, we're fine, right? Like it's not. We're totally You're not monetizing fine. your Twitter. Are you monetizing your Twitter? Once or twice a year, I'll do a brand campaign and they'll throw a tweet in there and I want to say, for what? What are you, nuts? For what? what? Just burn it. Burn the money on camera and, and it'll go viral because it's a stunt. It'll do mm-hmm. better than if you just give me that money to write some, some you know, ridiculous sentence. 
That's pretty genius, by the way. Thank you. Burning money. <laughs> I think I it's hope, illegal. I hope the FBI isn't listening. I was going to say yeah, it's very illegal. Actually, very illegal. the Secret Service are the ones in charge of counterfeiting and anything that has to do with the Treasury or financial institutions of America. Or currency. Currency, I should say. Speaking of currency, I don't know if you know, uh, have you seen this Cristiano Ronaldo? Are you a soccer fan? I am. Okay, I'm not a soccer fan, but I'm a fan of money and big deals. Mm. This, apparently Cristiano Ronaldo, oh, he just, he agreed. I thought it was just offered $200 million a year to play for Saudi Arabia. No. Yes. $200 million a year. So what's payday like? Is it, you know, every two weeks like normal people? <laughs> I honestly it probably is. Is it like eight two, million every two weeks? Two hundred million divided by what is that? Uh yeah, it's like twenty six pay periods. That's eight million dollars a pay period. And you know the Saudis aren't paying taxes. That's straight cash. That's on... I would ask... I would say, listen, I'll agree, but I'm going to need... I'm going to need a million of it in cash delivered to me in Louis Vuitton luggage every two weeks. Like, I'll need a bit of... Let's make a show of it. I'm I'm 100% in. I'm in. The Saudis really this year just decided that they want to spend all their money on sports. I know we've spoken about Live Golf before, but they stole half of the PGA Tour, paid them absurd amounts of money. Now they're doing the same thing with soccer players. They just have more money than I think anybody realizes, and they're just spending their cash on things that they like to do. I don't blame them. I Look, I'll, I'll take their money. I'm just letting everybody know. If the Saudis want to sponsor this podcast, done. It's yours. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That's a no-brainer. We'll change our name to the good guys of Saudi Arabia. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. The real house husbands of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh my God. It's uh, uh, funny. Uh, funny. Yeah, it would, be, it would be outstanding. You know, speaking of, um, speaking of Saudi Arabia, I have no transition. Can we do our what are you nuts moment? Because I'm livid, Ben. I'm livid. Yes, please go. I mean, are you watching this this kook, Kanye, literally on Alex Jones' InfoWars today? Like, he's... Yes. You yes. know, here, here was the thing. And, and it's I, I also have a less um, sort of explosive, what are you nuts moment. He went from... It, he, it's such a playbook. It's the least original thing that Kanye has ever done is hating the Jews. For a guy who's pretty damn original... This is about as trite and corny and recycled as we've ever seen. And these were the guys, you know, I used to go to work at 1515 Broadway because that's where Nickelodeon was when I was a kid. And I would go audition there and I would have jobs there and it's right in the heart of Times Square. And there were guys on the corner in clothes that looked like they hadn't been dry cleaned in years who would spout this same wild ass shit that he's talking and you know what people did? They walked by because they were like, it's just a couple crazies in Times Square doing what crazies do. And you know what the next step to crazy is? It's I am the Messiah. I am a messenger of God and Jesus. Like he is following the crazy playbook. And so the final step is for this guy is like, enough like we just disregard him as we would disregard a babbling dude on the street like i i just what i take most issue with is this whole idea of i'm being silenced i'm being muted i don't have my right you know what here's the reality and then i'm going to stop being so serious when people say that what they're really trying to say is i want to be able to say what i think without consequence you can say what you think you're not going to jail you know what I'm saying? Like, this is America. You can be as hateful or as ridiculous as you want to be, and you don't have to worry about the government coming after you for it. But if businesses and people don't want to work with you once they learn their, your true feelings, well, then that's the beauty of capitalism and private business. Ben, I'm going to get off my high horse. I feel like I've gone too far. <laughs> 
You haven't gone too far. I'm happy that you brought it up. I mean, the guy is... It's going to be a dark thing for me to say, but it does seem like a guy that's on the verge of ending his own life. Like, he's just... He's gone completely off the rails and no longer has any moral compass and is going to the depths of the earth to say that he's a fan of Adolf Hitler for attention. Like, it's just... It seems like the last chapter, which would be very sad, but, yeah, I mean... what. What are you nuts? What, what are, you, are nuts? you nuts? You said that you had another one that was a little bit less cryptic. <laughs> my other one is... <laughs> today, I'm taking my son to school. And he's kind of, you know, he's in a little bit of a mood. He's a perfect boy, but, you know, listen. He takes after his father and his moods can change with the way the wind works. So anyway, I take him to this gas station before because I go, I know it's going to cheer him up. I'm going to get him a fountain beverage. You know what that means? In my house, that means it's going to be three quarters water, one quarter Gatorade from the fountain stream at our local AMPM. <laughs> okay? So I go get him a beverage. He's very excited. And he's being adorable, right? This has totally turned the day around. I go, look at me. You know, what great parenting. A slightly sugary beverage, and, I, and it's already paying dividends. This woman looks at me. She looks at Max being adorable. She's like, oh, he's so cute. I said, thank you so much. I'm so very lucky. <laughs> And then she goes, oh, oh, are you calling me a liar? <laughs> Which, as everyone knows, is my catchphrase from the somewhat watched show. I guess people like to Drake and Josh. Now, <laughs> this show, people love it. They love to quote it, and I'm fine with that. But I'm not going to give you the catchphrase 90% of the time unless you're a make-a-wish kid. I just can't do it. <laughs> So I go, and maybe I'm not the best for this. I go, sorry? <laughs> I go, excuse me? She goes, oh, uh, are you Josh from Drake and Josh? I go, oh, yes. Hi, nice to meet you. She goes, I'm not, are you calling me a liar? <laughs> I go, oh, okay. She goes, no, no, I'm doing the line from the... And she, be, she proceeds to explain to me as though it's the first time I'm hearing it. She, I'm, I, you seem to be misunderstanding. Maybe you're too invested in your son's Gatorade beverage. I'm doing the lines from your show, and now you were to say it back to me. And I just said, I went, oh, okay, very cool. And to which she goes, guess it's a little too early for you. And I look at her and said, I guess so. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you, nuts? That that's what are you nuts and just like the cringe oh boy to just keep doubling down and tripling down wow that's terrible guys everyone's talking about cbd you can't get away from it it's almost annoying but you know what it's not because it works that's why everyone's talking about cbd but what do you know that's high quality about CBD? How can you find a brand that you can stand behind to take your first foray into CBD? Or maybe you've done CBD before and you're like, I just want to know what the good guys are doing. Well, the good guys are doing dad grass. Look, your well-being is high on the priority list this holiday season and dad grass has got you covered. You can mellow out with their CBD pre-roll joints, get a little hangover help with their good time tinctures, or get sleep that dreams are made of with their brand new nighttime gummies. Guys, I'm a sober kid. You know that about me. Almost 15 years. Baruch Hashem. And the reality is, is I use CBD because I know it's not going to have the side effects. It's not going to make me feel wacky, schmacky head change. It's just going to help me to sleep or help me with pain. And I'm going to feel great the next day. Dadgrass is legal. It's organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. And all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over. You heard that, government? And it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash goodguys. Go to dadgrass.com slash goodguys for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash goodguys.
Uh, my what are you nuts? I kind of gave away with the Saudis already, but I'll repeat myself. It's this high horse uh, moral compass. I've said that a couple of times this episode. Moral compass. I guess that's my new phrase of the week. Where people are going on their Twitters and they're talking about how, how can you take money from the Saudis? How can you do it? It's like, hello, how can the NBA make all their jerseys in China? Or how can we, the entire world, everybody takes money from people that technically we shouldn't take money from. All money is dirty. I'm here to tell you, all money is dirty. And I mentioned it in jest before that if the Saudis wanted to give us money, we'd take it. Money is green, my friend. That's what I have to say. So to the people on Twitter that are all up, Ronaldo, I can't believe you'd take $200 million a year. Really? You can't believe he'd take $200 million a year to play soccer? What are you, nuts? Of course he'd take $200 million to play soccer. The same way that Phil Mickelson, who basically has one leg at this point, is going to take $130 million a year to play golf. Why not? It's fantastic. It, if, you don't, if I don't have it, and they don't have it, the Saudis have it. By the way, it's actually the best way to get money out of the hands of the Saudis is to take their money so that they can't use it on fucked up shit. So I'm here to tell you that if you take money from the Saudis, you are a humanitarian. Us having this podcast solely sponsored by Saudi Arabia might be the, the most generous thing we ever do, Ben. It, it's, it's the generosity that I just, I think it, it makes us wonderful people. I think we should honestly go and pitch it. We should go pitch it. I'm in. I think you're right, because that also leads to the story from last week where Alyssa Milano tweeted that she no longer was going to have a Tesla, and she was inferring it's because of Elon Musk's duplicitous nature, and said, I've switched to the Volkswagen hybrid, I've never been happier, to which people said, are you aware of Volkswagen's origins? What'd she say? <laughs> Nothing, because that's why, to your point, Ben, which you so wonderfully put, there's you can't own people. And as soon as you try to like take that virtuous route, like you're right, all money is dirty and all roads lead back to something you don't agree with. Oh my God, that is hysterical. Yeah, so true. And it's also just like, yeah, Elon Musk's, like, I don't even know what he did. What did he do? Sorry, I have something in my throat. <coughs> I'm sure the listeners are going to love that. Every time I breathe, we get a comment. Why is Ben breathing so loud? What am I supposed to do? Now I cough. I'm sure it's over for me. I'm, it's over. I'm, They're going to try to replace me. I can see the reviews now for this week's going to be, those phlegmy Jews sure do love money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, what do you, you tell me? What did Elon Musk do? What did he do? I, look, I think the nature is he's a wild kid. He wants to be liked. We're not used to someone so powerful and so rich acting like a high schooler sometimes. And I think we just can't reconcile this idea that he's this rich and powerful and not a politician as well, which we expect out of our elite. I guess that for me, I just can't understand why if somebody is arrogant and if somebody has a lot of money and loves talking about it, that all of a sudden you want to boycott their car company. It's just such like a weird thing for me. Like if you go, you have a Chinese restaurant that you love ordering from. The delivery guy comes. He's incredibly rude. You're probably going to order the Chinese food again, right? Like it's not like a... I, it's kind of a separate the artist from the art in some ways. I just never understood it. Like he's not a he's not a bad person. They're acting like he like kills people. Like he he's just a rich guy that's arrogant that is very public with everything that he's doing. He certainly has an agenda, but I don't know, there are plenty of other to your point, there are plenty of other people to boycott before you boycott Elon Musk and Tesla because of their values. Like, we found out through this entire process of, uh, was it was it Kanye with Adidas, where Adidas was started by Nazis? Yeah. Because Puma was also started by Nazis. And Seems Volkswagen, like they're Nazis. all the Nazis, uh, Mercedes, Nazis. It seems I, I, like there's a lot of Nazism because we clearly like things that were created in Germany in the early 1900s. 
right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think Beamer like might have just made the engines for the planes during the Blitzkrieg. So, I mean, you know, if you want to draw a <laughs> no connection <big> there. <laughs> no big deal. I, um, no, I think you're right. And I think that, look, the, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I remember when I was doing Turner and Hooch, just saying, one season, incredible season. You know, we're dealing with these five dogs. They're my co-stars because the truth is, as we all know, I'm better as a duo. And uh, <laughs> the dogs were fabulous, but the but some basically to, someone who was in charge of the dogs was challenging. Let's just let's just let's just call it that. Okay, a little challenging. And we were constantly working around because, of course, we always wanted to put whatever the needs were. Before, before anything else of this person and, and whatnot. All, uh, basically, it came down to there were times where the people, my bosses, there were two times I remember where they like kind of lost it. And they were like, this is crazy. We cannot make a show under these, you know, like we've, we've gone over these things a hundred times. And for some reason, like there was no preparation for this or this was not you know, thought out. And it just turned into this thing. And it was kind of what we were all thinking. And yet, when they would really bring this person to task, I would think, ah, I wish he hadn't done it like that. Like, I think outbursts, and I think when people are arrogant, and I think when people like, you know, dunk on people or, or, or show off, I think it makes the tribe feel unsafe. We want a stoic. We want a quiet alpha to lead us. We all want Kevin Costner to be driving the bus. And I guess to that point, Elon Musk is not somebody that was elected to drive our bus. He's just a rich person with a large following who's done cool things. But like in the end of the day, he doesn't have that same responsibility because he wasn't voted, you know what I mean. He's not. He's not a president. He's not. A, he's not a politician at all. You mentioned that earlier, so that's why it's it's actually very interesting. He does feel that way for some reason. I don't work at Twitter. I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not. A, I'm not an employee of his. That's very interesting though, because I kind of feel like we all are employees of his. It's yeah. It's weird, and and you know there is a part of that like to to what you just said. Is there a time where you get rich or powerful enough? Because the truth is, he might not be a elected, you know, servant. But when he does big outbursts, when he makes decisions, it moves markets. It can affect, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, right? So it's like, it's almost as though he were a politician. So like, at what point are you, do you have to step up? Or do you never? I think he's just now I'm starting to think of it a little little bit different back to the Saudis. The Saudis can single-handedly change markets. They can stop selling oil, they can change, but I'm sure that there are protections in place for things like this. But Elon Musk is now so powerful and so rich and so public that he kind of is like his own little nation, right? Like he has enough money to be considered like a small country, I would think. Or maybe even a large country. So I think it's just the uh, how public he is about his money, how public he is about everything that he does. Uh, and normally we're not used to being able to see that as just the plebeians of the world. I agree. And I think that uh, I think it's very interesting. And I, I, you know, I was thinking a lot about our, uh, our conversation last week about FTX and Larry David, and how all these celebrities were pumping crypto. And I think that it would behoove us to look at this article that is the disastrous record of celebrity crypto endorsements. Ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt Damon gained infamy as the star of Fortune Favors of the Brave, a campaign for cryptocurrency exchange Crypto.com. And since then, Bitcoin's price has dropped more than 60% since the ad aired. You know, I, it, I, uh, do, we, do we go after Matt Damon for that? I don't think so, but interesting. Others who have done crypto commercials, Tom Brady, Mike Tyson, 
Reese Witherspoon, French Montana, say it ain't so French, Paul Pierce, and even Mark Cuban all endorse some version of crypto. What do you think of all this, Ben? I'm trying to think, is it illegal to promote a stock? Not if you don't short sell it. Like if somebody, if, if the S&P 500 wanted to put together an ad campaign, can they do that? Yeah, I think if you disclose that you have a financial interest and then you don't dump your shares the moment that the stock goes up, you can certainly promote something that you have a financial interest in. I think you're doing your fiduciary duty. So then I don't really see, I don't really see a huge issue. Like it's awareness of something that you certainly should do diligence on. Like I think if if I had the choice to can you advertise things like cryptocurrency, I would say you probably shouldn't. I think the same way that I find it insane that sports gambling is something that you can legally advertise because it is while not endorsing it, telling people to do something that's highly addictive and very volatile and uh, they don't have a really a chance to not get addicted and lose all their money. And then yeah. on the other side of it, you can't advertise cigarettes. Why not? I'm would... just saying, if you can advertise these things, I think you should be able to advertise anything. And us as consumers should do a little bit more research. I will never blindly, maybe it's just because I'm sort of in this game, as are you, I'll never blindly buy a product because a celebrity told me to buy a product. Especially not of enough financial interest that it could hurt me. Like when The Rock comes out and says, buy my tequila, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a try, right? But I'll only buy it again if it's good tequila. The same way I'll endorse Spirit Society because I think it's fantastic and I made it. But if it's not for you, don't spend a million dollars on buying Spirit Society for no reason. So I think it's the same thing. Like if you see, if you saw an FTX commercial promoted by Matt Damon and... You wanted to get involved. Get involved a little. But if you don't know anything, what the hell are you doing dumping all your money in? I think that's kind of their fault. I agree. And I can't believe how incredibly smart the two of us are. We're geniuses. Oh, my God. I mean, you went to a Jewish college, and I didn't go to college at all. And yet here we are. We're geniuses. We're here to just tell people, Ivy Leagues, you got nothing on us. I want to, already I've been thinking that for 2024 during the election, you and I come out with merch that says Peck Soffer 2024, right? Is this genius? I, I love it. Ooh. I, I know. Get I excited, guys. It's it. two years away. Um, we, we could, or we could run. <gasps> love that too. Yeah. As the independent party. <laughs> the, what would our party be? The what are you nuts? No. The what are you... Now we we stand for we did this episode. Yeah. Remember, we just got to go back and we got to pull it and we got to see what we said. I'm pretty sure that I said it was like free turkey for all or something dumb. <laughs> That's what we run on, smoke turkey. Guys, this is an easy one. Look, everyone wants to save cash this time of year, and America's best value meal kit helps you to do just that. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. Full stop, what more do you need to know? Because it's 25% cheaper, but, and, it gets delivered right to your house. That's right. Plus, you can choose between 25 weekly recipes from their ever-changing menu. How about that? Or you can swap out the proteins and sides to your liking. And as we all know, I have been on my cholesterol journey now going on four months. I'm medicated and thriving. But nevertheless, sometimes, like the stock market, it goes a little up and down. I'm talking about my cholesterol now, but I wanna swap out proteins depending on how I'm doing that week. And thus, every plate makes my life beautiful, easy with their high quality produce and ingredients delivered right to your door. I know I said that. Look, do you like Tuscan mushroom penne and broccoli? How does that sound? Or how about like a cheddar mac and cheese perfect for a cold winter night? All right, yeah. Now I got your attention. Look, at first, I'll be honest, I was skeptical thinking meal kits might be expensive, but now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. Get your first box for just $1.49 per meal. 
by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code goodguys149. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code goodguys149. That's up to a $110 value. Well, I think since we've we've really been so um, you know highly intelligent and, and and some might even say serious this episode, I, I think it's important for us to look at the top ten celebrity earners on OnlyFans. Yeah, good. Yes, <laughs> agreed. We, we talked about OnlyFans, didn't we? I don't know if we did, but if we didn't, if somebody <laughs> offered me a million dollars for a picture of my butthole, they can have it. Like <laughs> done. <laughs> Let's go with, I, I don't know all these people, but let's go with people I, I do know. Um, okay. You ready for this? Come in at number four. At $7.69 million a month. Tyga. That's right. Tyga. The Rack City rapper apparently set up his popular OnlyFans account after a leaked image of his privates went viral. He regularly shares explicit content for a $20 per month charge and was highly displeased after OnlyFans announced it would no longer host such material. But nevertheless, $7.69 million a month? You said Ta- a month? That's Tyga. why I paused. Tyga is making $100 million a year. I'm not even saying off OnlyFans. In general, Tyga makes a hundred million a year i mean that's saudi arabia money i don't i don't even know what to do with this information i feel like we're just we're doing everything wrong that is disturbing do you think I... anybody wants to see a picture of our sacks like, <laughs> like that's that's really the question like if we were to leak pictures of our nut sacks would the same thing happen or is it because it's taiga that there's some affinity where people want to see that because he obviously leaked it himself just to see what would happen, right? Or you think right. this is just some happy hundred million dollar a year accident? I don't know. I, I I don't even. I didn't know. I mean, uh, forgive me for gendering this. I didn't know dudes can make that much money on OnlyFans. But it's um, I'm sure he that was probably his best month ever. It might have been his only month because obviously he's he's since been. It sounds like he's been kicked off, but like, <laughs> I mean, Tyga, can you like? Let's talk about men who like if Chris Hemsworth, who's a friend, like if he put out like slightly suggestive photos on OnlyFans or let's any of the you know Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Maloney from Law and Order SVU. Like, would these, I mean, these guys would make what? 40 million a in a month? 50? But see, I was just thinking that as I'm talking about Tyga. Like, if I saw Tyga on the street, I would now look at him like, oh, you are nasty. Like, there's just like, you know what I mean? Like, at what point, like, what do you use the money on? Like, what do you need $100 million for if people can't, like, I don't know, like, like, I couldn't look at him. Like, I, I would have to think that the same consideration goes through the Kardashians' minds all the time. Kylie Jenner could probably make literally a, $100 million a month if she wanted to do explicit content. But there's clearly a reason why she's not. And I have to assume it's got to be like, how, how do you look at people? How do you talk to people? Like, the internet is so public. Tiger walks into any room any business meeting like and there's a solid chance that somebody's seen his pecker and maybe he doesn't care but it's an interesting trade-off i would do a lot of things i don't think i would do full frontal nudity like that i don't would you i mean i've shown my butt in movies before and but it was movies and it was really kind of before how viral things could go on social media. So I know now if I like did some crazy dope movie where I had to do like frontal nudity, like Josh Peck's Pecker is going to be trending on Twitter. And it's a very above average size Pecker. Yeah, I would say above average. I don't know a very, but above. It's healthy. 
It's really, you know what the reality is here is that I'm a giver and I'm going for the Academy Award, whether it's in my acting or in the boudoir. You know, I want to win the gold medal of canoodling. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> and Amen then to that. So following yeah. following Tyga, we've got Cardi B at nine point three million a month, Bella Thorne at eleven mil a month, and Black China, number one, as twenty million dollars a month. So is this their greatest month or this is monthly averages? It's gotta be their greatest. Because, you know what's so interesting? And this 100% goes to what I said about you just see people differently. I didn't know Bella Thorne was on, was on OnlyFans making that kind of money. But what I can tell you is that I knew Bella Thorne went to the dark side. She was yes. like a, just like a, was she Disney Channel? She was something, she, she was a child star, but not even child. She was like a little, like 17, 18, whatever. I guess still child star. And she she had her, like, little Miley Cyrus moment, but I guess she took it really far into, I didn't realize, OnlyFans. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think that there's definitely an opportunity there for us, and we should still <laughs> continue to, to investigate. Um, here's another one, and I think this one is an interesting... Thing. Will Smith responds to people who reject his comeback so soon after oh, an ad came up. Of course it did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably the other podcast trying to sabotage us because of our momentum. <laughs> Will Smith responds to people who reject his comeback so soon after Oscar slap. I completely understand. And he says, if someone is not ready, I would absolutely respect that and allow them their space not to be ready. My deepest concern is my team. Antoine has done what I think is the greatest work of his entire career. The people on this team have done some of the best work of their entire careers. And my deepest hope is that my actions don't penalize my team. At this point, that's what I'm working for. And he's talking about his new movie, Emancipation. Um, yeah. So I think it's worth talking about do we feel like the guy has, I don't know, done his, you know, done his time in actor, you know, in, in actor purgatory? I'm so on the fence with this one because I normally, I hate the idea of canceling somebody for one thing that they did. It's just such a strange thing that he did. Yes. So bold and so bad and so... Uh, it's. I think it's just too soon. I think. Uh, has it even been a year? No, it was March. Yeah, I just think that he needed. He needs to take. I'm sure that he filmed this before that happened, right? right? So he's got to release the movie. I just. I don't know. I remember we were talking about it that night. It just was so terrible and had such subliminal messaging that comics can't say things without being accosted on stage. I remember we spoke about this. Right. That being said, though, it's over. I'm not thinking about it. He shouldn't have brought it up. By the way, I bet you nobody even said anything. He just brought it up so that it would be something that we're talking about because now all of a sudden we're talking about emancipation. So honestly, he probably did it as a PR stunt, and he knows that nobody actually gives a shit. I completely 180'd. I agree. What do you think? I think it's time to get over it. I think he did something. I think what was the most shocking was because it was so out of character for this like beloved Hollywood sweetheart, I'll call it. Um, but the reality is it happened. It just was on a very elevated stage. If we had heard, look, here's the headline, right? And it's worth thinking about. Granted, we saw what really happened. But if we had read a headline that said, someone talks crap about Will Smith's wife at a bar, at a party, on set, Will Smith slaps a guy, we would have been like, good for him, right? But like, yep. we, we saw what really happened. We know that it wasn't warranted. So I think that's a part of it where it's like, it's not so much the act, it's just like the circumstance in which it happened, you know? I hate, I hate that we'll never know what really happened that night. Like, 
it's so out of character and their marriage was in such a strange place. Again, I know nothing, but it seems like it was in such a strange place. Like, did she just, like, kick him under the table or, like, write a note, like, you better defend me or I'm leaving you? Or, like, there's just something that was so strange about that whole thing that left us all thinking, like, was this staged? And I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. So weird. So, so weird. weird. So weird and so public. Who does that? <laughs> it's the weirdest moment. And, and again, and I think I've said this before, I just am not looking forward to all the tongue-in-cheek jokes on the 2023 Oscars when whoever is hosting starts doing all these, like, funny quips about last year. Yeah, no, totally. It'll be terrible. So I we think, do a this or that? I think for that a this or that, and you tell yeah. me, but I think that, you know, the holidays are here. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. It's a beautiful time. And I think the this or that this week, our debate should be Jews celebrating Christmas. Do we, are we for it or are we against it? I'm happy to take the against. And, and more specifically, I don't mean like going over to their friends who celebrate Christmas to like enjoying their festivities. I mean having a, 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 a tree, packages under the tree, what, what are they called? Gifts, gifts under the tree, ornaments, Christmas carols, the whole thing, like really buying into the thing when you're like a full out Jew 99% of the time. But not like the going to church. No. No, just very ceremonially, the tree, the festiveness, correct? Okay, I'll take either side. You said you, you want to go against? I'll go against. Okay, I'll go for it. Do you want to start? I'll start. I'm happy to. After you. The Christmas tree has become really just American. It's possible that it's because we live in a Christian country, but Christmas is a, an American holiday. It's, there's Christmas movies. They don't have anything to do with religion. It's a beautiful festive time to get together with family and friends and give each other presents. Mariah Carey, I don't want a lot for Christmas. I don't want a lot for Christmas is amazing, right? It just fills you with that holiday cheer. I don't know, man. I don't have any issues with a Jew that wants to have a festive Christmas tree. Having a Christmas tree, putting some trees under, putting some trees, putting some presents under their tree. All that I would say is that you should also celebrate your own holiday. So double dip, have the menorah, have the tree, have the accoutrements for Kwanzaa. That's time. Do it all. Thank you, Benjamin. My minute starts now. Listen, is this just not ridiculous? We get eight <laughs> nights. We've really pumped up this Hanukkah holiday, which let's be honest, in Judaism, it's a C-list holiday at best. Not important, not special, True. but it just so happens to fall during a time where you do have this very special holiday of Christmas. Now I have these Jewish friends, they are so Judaism forward. They do Shabbat, they want their kids to be like, they start their kids in Hebrew school at three years old. I mean, really pot committed. And yet, they're sending these weird cross signals with the tree, with the presents. It's like this one thing we're gonna go in full. No, 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 pick a side, you know, commit. I'm not saying don't stop over at your lovely Christian neighbor's house for, you know, a couple side dishes and some eggnog on Christmas Day on your way to the Chinese food and movies that hopefully you're about to do. But you can't have the best of both worlds. Two minutes, crosstalk, let's have it. You make some compelling points. Honestly, my favorite part about Christmas, exactly as you mentioned, is that Christmas Eve, go to the casino, have a great time. <laughs> Day of Christmas, ordering a ton of Chinese food. That's what Jews do on Christmas. Casino, New, uh, Christmas Eve, Chinese food, Christmas Day. Have a great time. I don't know. Look, am I personally buying a tree? No, it's not for me. Do I think it's a little weird when sometimes people buy trees? Sure. But people do weird things. People do weird things. So I don't really have any issues with it. But uh, I would agree with you that Hanukkah is 
uh, a holiday that should be celebrated. The one thing that I, th I think that Jews would want to celebrate Christmas a little bit less if they made Hanukkah a little bit more sexy. Hanukkah really is just latkes and applesauce and candles and then eight subpar presents as opposed to just, what would you prefer? Eight subpar presents or one big kahuna? I, I think we need the big kahuna. I agree with you. And I think a couple people need to, to really step up. I think Hallmark needs to start devoting at least a quarter of their December entertainment choices to Hanukkah, right? It's always, you know, going home for Christmas, love at Christmas time, the Christmas caroler dream. What about Hanukkah Harry's, you know, uh, uh, return? What about um, the Jewish jamboree? Some more Hanukkah movies on Lifetime and Hallmark. I think, listen, Jews love romance. We love, we love a nice sort of, uh, uh, you know, simple rom-com that's, you know, good for all audiences. So I think that we just really need to start lining. We need to get behind Judaism. We need to hire Cauliflower's publicist and say, Take on Hanukkah, what you've done for cauliflower over the last two years <laughs> with pizza. You turned it into pizza. I mean, it's unbelievable. So take Hanukkah, will you? You are so right. I know that our crosstalk shouldn't be about cauliflower, but now we're going to have to talk about cauliflower. Do we wait or do we just start talking about cauliflower? You won. You brought up cauliflower. <laughs> we're moving on because that is so true. How much money did they did the lobbyists put into cauliflower, and why? Why did they do it? I would ask the same questions about milk. What is it about milk? Like, cauliflower is probably much cheaper to make, so if you can get behind cauliflower, farm the cauliflower, and just turn it into everything. Cauliflower gnocchi, cauliflower pizza, cauliflower I love the, the head of the cauliflower. You throw it in the oven, it comes out all crispy. Beautiful. Cauliflower. Have you ever had General Tso's cauliflower? They do that too. Mm-hmm. Panda Express, our unofficial partner, they, they don't know that they are, but they are. Um, they've just come out with a Beyond Chicken, orange chicken. Fabulous. And I'm assuming kosher adjacent. Wow. Beyond Chicken. That's great. But that's not cauliflower. That's just straight cancer. I don't know if you know what's in, in this Beyond stuff, but this Beyond stuff is just like, I don't know, pancreatic cancer in sauce, which is just like so sad. Allegedly, allegedly. Please don't come after us. Uh, oh, the, true, the true, Beyond alleged, alleged. I don't know. I don't know. I said nothing. All of a sudden I get shot on the spot. I take it all back. I take it all back. Anything else? I'm trying to think of one other. Oh, this is an interesting one, and I think it's worth talking about. Carnival passenger Please. rescued after 15 mm. hours at sea because he got in trouble for vaping. <laughs> is that my wife? <laughs> <laughs> the 28-year-old man who hasn't been identified was with his sister at the Carnival's Valor's Bar at 11 p.m. He took a bathroom break and never came back. They reported him missing at noon the next day. Someone on the cargo ship alerted authorities after spotting the man who was seen in a dramatic video being plucked from the ocean some 20 miles south of Louisiana's coast. Um, he told his rescuers he wasn't sure how he'd fallen overboard. What does this have to do with... Oh, he kept... <laughs> <laughs> I love when you read an article. <laughs> and you're just like, where is the writer going with this? It's God. like when you read those recipes, you know, and you're like Googling French onion soup and all of a sudden the first three pages are like a story about her and her grandmother and you're like, give me the recipe. <laughs> it's, to it's, it's totally true. I mean, I, I think this is all clickbait. Needless to say, I think falling <laughs> off of a boat for vaping is ridiculous. Oh, he kept getting in trouble for vaping in non-designated smoke areas because there's only one area where you can really go smoke. Um, I think it's hilarious to almost die over vaping. But also, I just, if I was even remotely, if I remotely suspected that Paige was unhappy with me, I would never go on a cruise with her because that's where you go to die. Like, this is where people's spouses disappear, no? Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, yeah. Don't don't take a cruise, moral of the story. So the person was vaping. The people on the cruise were upset or it was policy that you couldn't vape. And so I, how did he end up at sea? I think he probably drunkenly went into some restricted area to vape in peace and fell over. <laughs> re- re- relatable. I mean, but like, I feel like on life insurance policies, when they're asking the questions, they should be like, do you smoke? Do you do any illicit drugs? Do you cruise? Because yeah. if you do, they're going to be paying out eventually. Cruises are crazy. Has nobody seen the Titanic? I haven't seen the Titanic. I've never seen Titanic. What other famous movies have you never seen? I've never seen Titanic. Um, I've never seen, I actually, there's so many movies that I haven't seen. I realize I have a very, very, one of my lo- biggest flaws is if you ask me in public, oh, have you seen X? I automatically say yes, no matter what. Even if I've never seen the movie, I'll just laugh, go along with it. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. So you're, you're nope, a liar. never seen it. I'm a liar when it comes to movies. If you ask me if I've seen a movie and I say yes, you're, you're going to have to grill me on it. But even if I've seen a movie, except for like six of them, I can't remember any of the lines. But famous movies that I haven't seen, I've never seen Rocky. I've seen parts of it. I've never seen... Terminator? Titanic. I saw Terminator when I was little, and I had terrible nightmares about Schwarzenegger. Terrible nightmares. It's crazy. Crazy. Some kid invited us over for a sleepover. I was in the third grade. Mom put on Terminator. Couldn't sleep for a month. Were you a kid that was allowed to go out for uh, sleepovers? Because I wasn't. I could go out for sleepovers. I thought you were going to ask, were you a kid that could watch, like, rated R movies? Hell no. Not, no way. Could you watch rated R movies? Yeah, but I was an only child and only had a single parent, so I was pretty much, like, unsupervised for a lot, a lot of my life. Understood. Yeah, no, I was a no R-rated movie guy. But I could have sleepovers. You were a no sleepover guy? No, I was chubby with asthma, so or, or as they call it, a double threat. And so I, <laughs> I, you know, I remember I went over to my boy Louis's house, and he was that that friend whose family has way too many Pomeranians. And I, <laughs> I just remember getting a terrible like, and and the thing when you were a kid, when an asthma attack would start coming on, there was a psychosomatic response to where you then get anxiety because of the attack coming yes and yes. and i also like this is 1997 so there's no zyrtec there's no allegra i'm like oh i'm gonna this is this is about to get really bad quickly i start wheezing like you wouldn't believe his parents immediately call my mother they're like your big chubby son is about to you know <laughs> is about to flatline <laughs> on our kitchen floor my mom's like <laughs> get him home now and i just remember like my friend's adorable like parents literally louie uh big lou and louie being like louie get him in the car louie's turning blue (laughs) and just wheezing on the 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 bqe all the way home (laughs) so you couldn't have sleepovers because they were worried about your health yeah that i would i thought I thought it was going to be because your mom was worried that you'd be, like, sneaking out and going to parties. But it was because she was worried that you were going to die in the middle of the night. That is really... Dude, I used to have to bring a nebulizer to sleepovers. Can you imagine? And this is like... I used to bring a fan. I would bring a Honeywell to every sleepover because I'd always get too hot in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's so funny. That is... Tell me you're I'd Jewish show, without I'd telling show, me you're Jewish. I'd, I'd show up with a tote with my Honeywell and my Blue Bear up until I was in like the sixth grade. <laughs> every sleepover. <laughs> that, it was probably also like a white noise machine for you. It was. I love a white noise machine. Do you, I, that's why I need to sleep with air conditioning more so just for the noise than anything else. Can you imagine if we did merch that was a fan? We're going to need to do merch with a picture of a fan on the sweater. And a nebulizer. We should yeah. come out with a nebulizer company. 
That would be great. Fans and nebulizers. <laughs> the follow-up to Spritz. And we can get the Saudis to back it. <laughs> They're all over it. They're all over it. Well, folks, that's our show. What a wonderful episode that was. Gorgeous. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, anywhere where this podcast can be found. iTunes, Apple. Is iTunes still around? I think so, technically. The po- cool. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. I was going to say iTunes, I don't think so. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I still don't know what Stitcher is, but I know it's a place that you can find it. It's I know good. it's a place you can Google Play. iHeart. Are we on iHeart Radio? I don't know, are we? I said it like iHeart Radio. <laughs> Anywhere you can find it, rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars, because why would you give us anything else? And if you have an issue with our audio, don't tell us in the review section. DM us. But don't give us lower stars because of the audio. We're aware. We're working on it. And here's the truth. If this podcast gets much better, we're going to start charging for it, okay? So just deal with the crappy audio. Yeah, and uh, sorry, I need to breathe, okay? <laughs> sorry. Give me five stars because I, like, I need to breathe. Like, I, I can't be docked stars because of my breathing. Just kidding. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We're nothing without you. Baruch Hashem. Give us five stars or I'll kill you. (laughs) 